Hello, Polytopians. Thanks for tuning into the Polytopian Times. After a uh, a slight wait, uh, your host Sam is finally back, along with Espark. Hey there, Espark. Hello. So good to be here, Sam. Thanks for having me. Of course. Glad to have you here. And folks, today I think we have an episode you will be quite interested in. It's going to be something nice and out there. Uh, a holistic and detailed look at tribe tier lists. What are the best? What are the worst? What are our rankings? And not just broadly, but, you know, on um, a, a nice little slice of different factors, uh, elements that'll influence how the games may go and what tribes are actually good or not. So uh, without any further ado, let's hop in. And I think Eastpark, you can go ahead and take a league on it for us. Yeah, I was hoping that we could get a real, you know, debate going. Maybe we can start, you know, having a fist fight or, or at least <laughs> like some, some t- because all of this is really opinion. So, you know, we can rank the tribes on our opinions from strongest to weakest, but at the end of the day, it's just, you know, subjective. But the the other thing, we can rank them, but I'd like to rank them by um, the map type, because I think, right, some tribes are stronger on land maps, some are mm. better on team games, some are better in free-for-all games. So I kind of want to look at maybe 1v1 land maps, 1v1 water maps, free-for-alls and team games, and then talk about this, you know, rank the tribes from strongest to weakest. What do you think? Nah, that sounds perfect to me. And uh, I mean, I guess we're going to start anywhere. We'd want to start out on the land maps, eh? Yeah, land. I like land maps. <laughs> um, I would say my top pick for the strongest tribes, I'll call them the S tier. I don't know why they call them that. Is it superior? <laughs> I don't even know what S stands it for. It has to do with like uh, JRPGs or something. They had a... Uh, anyways, but the S tier, the top tier, Um, I would say I would put Imperius. And also Symanti. Imperius, right, and Symanti are T0 tribes, which means they can upgrade on the first turn. And Imperius, since the Path of the Ocean update, Imperius, I feel, has got the top spot above Ardor because of the chop um the the lumber hut nerf. Yes. So Imperius has a hundred percent resource rate. They start with org, they can have a really strong economy. Um, so t- I think they are really at this point, the strongest. And then Symanti is pretty close because, you know, they can also upgrade. They have really good resource rates. They do have some extra mountains, but their starting spawns are guaranteed two spore tiles, yeah. you know, and with that shaman, the shaman or shaman, I don't know if I'm saying wrong, shaman <laughs> can boost units so they can expand really fast and hexapods can really be strong if they're boosted. So I would put Imperius and Symanti on a top tier for land maps. No, I think those are solid calls. Um, Symanti definitely. And I mean, in this case, I mean, until they fix the way continents spawn, honestly, I think we can call continents for Symanti and in, in, in essence, a land map because you mm. never have to do more than like a couple of tiles to bridge, right? Right, exactly. Symanti can put down an algae to make a bridge um, so they can get across continents map pretty well. And Symanti is really hard to counter. The main way to counter Symanti is with riders and roads, but roads cost more now. So I think that gives Symanti another little advantage. No, no, that, that totally does make sense. Honestly, the other the other kicker is, and 
Mm, well, it's a land map, so <sighs> roads are more expensive. So you're less likely to run into the stage where all of a sudden you can vastly outspeed Symantium for Symantium players. You you don't have to worry about that disparity going against your favor too quickly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then in the next tier, I would put some more T0 tribes, right? The ones that can upgrade right away. Barter, yeah. Zabasi. I would not put Kiku there on a land map just because, mm-hmm. you know, Kiku's strength is really on water maps. But the other t- tribe that I would put in the uh, A tier is Illyrian because Illyrian has a really strong early game because you can get Politars and, um, you know, Illyrian has sanctuaries. With the Path of the Ocean update getting rid of um, custom houses, Illyrian, I think, has a big advantage in getting their economy going in the mid game because you can get sanctuaries that produce tons of stars. Mm, that's that is totally fair and get a lot of a lot of money out of that. And early polytors are just so strong. Yeah. I, it doesn't really matter if you're farming out dragons late game. If you if you make all the difference with the early polytors and take the villages early on, then you can you can close the game up before you need to get to giants and dragons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm thinking about it too much in terms of economy, but I think the economy in the game is really key. You have to have a strong economy to fund your army. Yeah, that is true. And to be able to grind out all the fancy things that could give you an edge later on if you're uh, you're really going to get there. But I mean, isn't that the nice thing about Illyrian? They can really choose to go either direction, although I guess you, know, you lose out on your sanctuary income when you cash them in. Yeah, yes, but you can. You can cash them in, so you have the option. So I think Illyrian is really one of the top stronger tribes. Um, again, after Path of the Ocean, getting rid of custom houses, Illyrian has that kind of um, higher advantage than they used to. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. A lot of a lot of solid picks. Don't know in that. Yeah, I figured we'd have a, a bit of a contestation, but so far, I, I don't think I have anyone that stands We're out. We're not getting into a fist fight yet? Oh my gosh, well, I'm not being controversial enough. Okay, here we go. Uh, Let's try to get some controversy. So in the next tier, I'm going to call that B tier. I'm going to put Kiku there because, again, they are still a T0 tribe. And if you have a map that's like continents or Pangea, then, you know, they're starting with fish, they get extra fish. It can still be good. It can be good on land. They're okay. Yeah. Not great, but, you know, they're fine. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it, Starting with the turn zero gives you an economic advantage that other tribes like Luxador might not be able to parallel very quickly. Now, it's, it, either way around you look at it, you're getting those four stars per turn. On your first mm-hmm. turn. I think Luxador also falls in this category. Oh. They're okay. They're not great, but they're okay because they start with the bigger capital, you know, but they don't really have anything else going for them. That is fair. I actually might have ranked them down lower. We'll see who else is in this tier, though, because I have a couple of folks I think belong in this tier. At least one I can think of. But... Mm-hmm. So you might put Luxador lower. I think also in this tier, I would put Yadak because they can expand really fast. Mm. Um, yeah. and they have decent resource rates they can just cover ground 
And I've also put homage in this because they can just expand with writers. You know, if you use like a writer in tandem, you can just really leapfrog, cut through the fog. And writers are one of the most powerful and cost-effective units, especially in the early game. So mm -hmm. I think homage is, again, they have terrible resource rates. Let's be honest. <laughs> Their economy is like garbage. But they can be, again, they're they're solid. I would put them, you know, in this middle tier here. Yeah, I think that's fair. Riders are strong even without roads. And uh, I mean, yeah, they have trash resources, but at least they're consistent. So you really just need fruits and farming for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. All right, then, all right. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 sorry, sorry. I was going to say the other tribe I put in this kind of middle tier is Polaris, mm. um, which... Again, I think there's really strong feelings about this new Polaris with the Mooney auto freeze ability. It can be really powerful in the early game. It's stronger, mm. I think, on water maps. So that's why if we're talking about land maps, I couldn't put them in the middle because the auto freeze is very situational. Um, so it can be really strong. But then Polaris also has some great mid game units like ice archers and battle sleds. So I put them in the middle. I on a water map, I would put them higher, but for land, I think Polaris is so, like middling. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's fair because like they got they get good income, they got fun units, but they just they don't get to skate and they're slow. That that does hold them back. One tribe I would have expected to be up here would be IMO in today's meta IMO, but I guess it's because it's on land and you have less need to have a billion and one tax. To be fair. I mean, I love IMO. I have a soft spot in my heart for IMO. Um, but just, I would put IMO in the next tier down. I'm going to call it C, mm. C tier, because the only thing they really have going for them is that early altar of peace. They generally do not get parallel resources, which means you need to get at least two techs to upgrade your cities. Yeah. Um. And they do have access, you know, they start with um, the meditation. So they have access to philosophy, which, again, is very situational. But a lot of times philosophy is not worth it. And let's be honest, as cool as the idea of mind benders are, they're just really <laughs> hard. There's super specific situations to get mind benders to work. They just, you know, it's not as strong as some other tribes. Nah, nah, it's always all about that tech discount if you're going to even bother with it. The only other one I would think of is maybe, and you can call me crazy on this, but Chin Chi. And uh, mm. I think Chin Chi's interesting. They're not the greatest tribe, but one thing they got going for them, because I, I see everybody's sort of slowed down, um, is uh, those crazy metal spawns. Yeah. And it's really you know, good for, like, um, the market. Yeah. You know, I hear what you're saying, because I think Chin Chi is, is better in some ways than IMO because they have climbing, right? Which gives them mm. vision. In some ways, they're like an expansionist tribe because they can see more yes. um, with that vision. And they have decent resources. And But like you said, the metal, they have 100% metal rate in their mountains, but it doesn't always pan out. It really depends on the spawn, right? You can get <laughs> like really annoying mountains. So that's true. I, I kind of agree with you. It could be in the middle, but I put it a little lower down because, again, if you're going to start with any tech, I would much rather start with a tech that's more useful than climbing. But, you know, Jinchi still has its place. It's it's all right. 
Yeah, I, I think it's fair either way around. They're uh, they're in the middling tiers and they're not the top or the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> the other ones in the bottom or middle bottom, I would say, would be Hudrick and Ketsali. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. Hudrick, I mean, archers are great. Don't get me wrong. I think archers are honestly one of the, again, best bang for your buck kind of units in the game. Um, mm. In some ways, you know, we could argue about this all day. But I, that- I think that's fair riders but archers are really great but hoodrick needs to get hunting in order to get their economy going and since lumber huts now cost three stars all those forests are just you know they're not what they used to be so i think hoodrick is a little bit lower down now no that that's that's fair um although to to your point on the archers yeah they're Especially again in this slower meadow with fewer roads, um, mm-hmm. I can have those four turn riders. So uh, getting an archer that can move up and support like a warrior could be way more valuable in long run. Besides doing damage without taking retaliation damage. Oh yeah, valuable. Yeah, archers are great. The but Hoodrick, I think, is not as great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> and then oh. the other like bottom middle tier tribe the last one i would put there is Ketsali on land maps in a 1v1 mm. um Ketsali has you know again like imperious they have a hundred percent resource rate around its villages so lots of uh fruit lots of other resources but it starts with you know defenders and mm. like defenders are just not as useful i mean they can be good later because you get access to diplomacy and a lot that can be fun right to get cloaks <laughs> and oh yeah but it takes time to get there. So I think Ketsali just is not as strong as most other tribes. No, I think that's fair. That's fair. They, uh, it's fun if you like birds and all, but they just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more I mean, of a we'll team get, game. We'll get to it a little bit later, but when you're looking at different types of games, like you said, team games or FFAs, okay, then Ketsali is more powerful, right? Because you can get peace treaties and, Embassy, you know, like embassies. That. But in a 1v1, like, again, okay, there are some rare scenarios where I've seen 1v1s where they get peace treaties, but realistically, you're not going to use diplomacy like that for 1v1 games. No, as that's totally fair. <laughs> well, then, what's in the bottom tier, our old D tier here? So the very bottom tier, I'll call it, yeah, D. Um, <laughs> I would put two tribes, the last two, right? Vangir and Aquarian, at least on land. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Vangir, I know there are people who really, really, really like Vangir. There are some very passionate Vangir stands out there. But let's be honest, Vangir has a terrible economy. Even mm. though they start with swords and smithery, <laughs> without income, you can't afford to get swords. So they really struggle to expand and grow. And again, talking about Path of the Ocean. So Vengir used to be able to get hunting and forestry and they could use um, lumber huts to really grow their cities. But now lumber huts cost three stars and Vengir doesn't have the money to afford that. So they really are struggling. Yeah, I mean, to put more uh, clown paint on them, um, you start with smithery, but uh, they they still have to buy climbing board. They didn't even look at, like, mining. It's Yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, un- unless you spawn really close, like you're on a tiny map, you know, okay, yeah, if you get a Vengir swordsman right up at your capital, then, okay, that could be great. But in most like small or other larger, like regular size maps, like Vengir is just really going to struggle. 
No, that's that uh, totally agree. Like either you uh you get your lucky little Christmas and it's you and one um for I don't know. Uh probably uh not Luxador, because that extra warrior could make sieging mm-hmm. them a little difficult. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh what would be the worst tribe to be uh stuck on a tiny island of Vengir with? <laughs> Imo. <laughs> Imo? Uh, that's fair, that's fair. You aren't doing nothing. <laughs> And then the bottom tribe for land maps, I would put as Aquarian. I really like that they made Aquarian starts with amphibians. I, that's a big improvement than how they used to be. But, you know, amphibians on land are just not great because even amphibians, and then we look at the other really cool unit for Aquarian, which is Tridentians. Mm. They really are good on water maps, right? They cannot <laughs> even, they only move one tile on land. They can't even use roads. So, yeah. Aquarian has a very poor economy, and then their rock star units on water are just useless on land. You know, it's funny. It used to be uh, for the water tribe, all the prestige and glory was on the land, right? You do trident roads and all that, and now mm-hmm. we're in the era where they're all about the uh, all about the water again. They they did fix it, but um, it it left Aquarian a good bit weaker than before. So when you think about it, lore wise, like. Aquarian are supposed to be fish people, so they shouldn't really be strong on land. So I get it, like that their power uh, is on on the water. Yeah, if anything, I'd um, I still think they should get a one tile movement speed boost with uh, aquatism, like polarism, sort of. I know that um, the devs have said that the one of the things that's like their priority to work on next is a special tribe rework and Aquarian is on the docket to get (laughs) improvements. So I don't know what they're planning, but um, the devs have said that they plan to improve and rework a lot of the special tribes, but especially Aquarian. No, that's fair. That is, uh, they've uh, long, long overdue for that rework. Just, uh, just to say it flat out. Yeah, but don't hold your breath. They're not fast. Devs take time. <laughs> fair, 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 fair. All right. I think that wraps up our 1v1 on the land. Uh, once, mm-hmm. uh, we got 1v1s on water still. Yeah, so water, I mean, we talked about this a little bit already, but I think the strongest tribes who I would put in S tier for water are Polaris, Kiku, and Aquarion. What do you mm-hmm. think? That's fair. Yeah, I was gonna say I think my overall strongest is Polaris, and I mean it's iffy because Kiku's a proper turn zero. Polaris mm-hmm. is not. You really need nice bank to really do you know scary damage, but but those auto freeze moonies and everything are just so juicy on the water. Yeah, I think the auto freeze moonies can be really strong. And again, if you if you find another tribe early. I mean, you can get really aggressive with those auto-freeze moonies and uh, win very fast if you spawn close to someone else. Yes, yep, yep, yep. That is, uh, that is a thousand percent the truth. All right, no no argument there. Uh, actually, I am surprised to see you have Aquarian in S-tier on here. I mean, they do start with amphibians, so they're literally the only tribe that can start moving on water the, the moment they're in the game. So mm-hmm. I guess that kind of makes sense, but like, I just, uh, it never occurred to me that they would ever be able to, like, get up that high in the ranking. Yeah, I guess it's more, I would put them really high if it's more a map like Waterworld or, um, 
because because what maps like lakes or continents no aquarians not going to do well in that but i think archipelago and water world kiku and aquarian polaris are all really strong really strong no that, that, that makes sense all right. Well, that's our S tiers. Uh, what do we got down in A tier? I'm certain these might be some familiar names. Yeah. I mean, next we go back to our familiar T zero tribes like Imperius and Symanti. Like, really, they're good on any map. Like, Imperius mm. is going to be good on any map. It's just solid, great resources. Like, it's just, it's your go to. Again, if I had to pick one tribe on any map that would dominate, it would be imperious. And then, <laughs> you know, Symanti we talked about already is just very strong. And on maps like continents, they can put down an algae and get across and they don't need boats. That is true. They're uh, they're still terrifying to run into one way or the other. Although um, I guess it depends on the size of the map, right? If you're on a really, really, mm -hmm. really big map, the only time I might favor tribe apart from Symanti, at least until they can hit a critical enough algae amount. But I mean, like, I think if you have enough space, bombers start to be enough of a deterrent to maybe allow someone to push forward. Yeah. And the Bom drawback with Symanti is, right, is they can't make those type of naval units. They can't no. put a unit in a raft. They don't have that. So that's a big limitation for Symanti on water maps. But they have those flying units, right? The Faichi and... They have other things, so I think they're still a really strong choice. Yeah, yeah, they've still got potential. Well, not too crazy in the A tier. Uh, on to our B tier, we've got mm -hmm. uh, probably more familiar names. Yeah, the middle B tier, right? I'm putting the other T-Zero tribe, Barter, Zabasi, and I also like Illyrian here. Uh, like I said before, you know, even though Politars maybe aren't so great on things like Archipelago, but... um. If you can get some good sanctuary spots going, that can generate a lot of income. That's fair. There's, uh, I think I'd, I'd argue with you on one point, that is putting IMO in B tier on water maps specifically. Now, yeah, why is that? Only because they're one of the few tribes that can rush out navigation quickly enough and early enough to maybe outrush another mm. player, maybe keep up with Kiku. Done this in a couple of multiplayer games when I don't have an absolutely terrible spawn. And uh, you get your philosophy early on, get your mm. economy going off a couple of things, but you want to go for like, not fishing early on, but try and get a port down as soon as possible so you can then get fishing. And then you just immediately try and make all that money back on stars as soon as possible. Just uh, find as much starfish as possible. You have to rush it. It's a gamble. The other players kick you and they got to the water first and they got the starfish first you're out of luck but i'm always got the, the potential to throw on like all the cool stuff also yeah, they have I... cool pointy hats now <laughs> <laughs> oh you're talking about the skin with the pointy hats <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i hear what you're saying about imo I think that philosophy rush, getting on the water, getting navigation, getting the starfish early only works on large, well, I shouldn't say larger. I would say medium, right, regular, large, or massive maps because on mm -hmm. tiny or small maps, um, usually getting philosophy early doesn't pay off. But yeah. if you have enough of a head start on a really big map, then yeah, IMO is stronger on larger maps. Mm-hmm. 
I just that's that's a fair call out, you know, a, a caveat. And a lot of this we're trying to do a tier list that's not specific to that. Well, let's not get caught up in that, I suppose. Um, but we do have C tier, so we've got IMO down in C tier for sure, and then. Yeah, so the C tier, I would put Yadak, Luxador, Kitsali, Umaji. Because again, Yadak and Umaji, they excel expanding on land. If you have yeah. an archipelago map or something with a lot of water, then they're just going to get stuck. And then Luxador and Kitsali, again, they're they're not the worst tribes, but they're, you know, they're not really good either. No, no, I, I, Luxador belongs where it is there. Uh, I say nothing else about it. Sorry, Lux fans. Uh, on to our D tier. <laughs> yeah, and then the bottom tier for water maps, I put Vengir, Chinchi, and Hudrick. I might even put Vengir in the F tier here because they're just the bottom of the bottom. I think they're probably <laughs> worse than Chinchi and Hudrick. What do you think? No, I think that that actually makes 100% sense because Chinchi and Hudrick at least technically have economies, even if they're expensive to use yeah yeah but on water maps like all those tribes just are really going to struggle but yeah i'm going to put i'm going to put vengir in f tier they're just <laughs> demoted fun fact fun fact vengir is the only tribe i do not own oh no kidding <laughs> well i suppose you uh you've never wasted your uh your money on it, so uh, you won't have to worry about wasting your time winding up as I'm in a game, right? <laughs> Unless, uh, for whatever reason, they uh, try and make like a tiered point system for uh, for a multiplayer game where uh, the only one point tribe is Vengir. Yeah, that would be cool. I would love to see that type of point system for tribes. I know they do that in some other leagues, like there's the ladder league where they <laughs> put tribe, but yeah, not in the actual game. Maybe one day. Maybe, maybe. But yeah, well, that wraps up all of our uh, our water world stuff. I um, uh, I know we've still got some uh, some topics you want to try and blitz through FFAs. Yeah. So just briefly, I think FFAs. I bump up Ketsali. So <laughs> in the other like one v one scenarios. Um, I would put Ketsali in the middle, but in free-for-all games or in team games, Ketsali gets up because, again, you can send out peace treaties, mm. you can make embassies, and embassies in like 2v2s or 3v3s are so powerful. And if you're in an FFA and you can send out peace treaties early and get lots of embassies, that just that's very strong. So Ketsali excels on games where you have lots of other opponents available. Agreed. And uh, that totally checks out there. And then, of course, Imperius is going to be up there, right? <laughs> yeah, and pretty much all the other tribes are kind of where they are for the other 1v1. So FFAs, for the most part, are very similar to the 1v1 rankings. The big difference would just be Ketsali, I think. All the other ones are mm. kind of like Saimanti, Bardur, <laughs> Zibasi, Illyrian are in the top tier. Middle tribes are like Umaji, Polaris, Kiku, Luxador. Bottom mm. tiers are like Chinchi, Hudrick, Imo, the very, very bottom is like Vengir and Aquarium. So yeah, I think really Ketsali is the only one that's significantly different when you're playing in FFAs. Nah, that that makes sense. I guess last but not least, it leaves us with our team games though. Mm -hmm. And All team right. games are similar too, right? So hmm. on dry kind of maps, then you have Imperius, Simanti, very similar to the 1v1 setup with the exception of Ketsali. Ketsali is probably hmm. like, it's not the top, top tier, but it's like A tier. And then 
If you're looking at team games with water, Polaris is at the top for sure. Like it's in a category all by itself. And then the next tier you have, again, Kiku, Aquarion, Imperius, Symanti for the water team games. And then Ketsali is also, again, pretty strong in a in a team game scenario. Yeah, yeah. But uh, just because of the water gap and all, hard to make that early diplomacy money is as easily. So they're down a little bit. That's fair. Man, Polaris. I mean, and, and that makes sense. In the team game set up that they're uh, they're better than the rest because, like, you can really leverage all that uh, that juicy, delicious auto freeze to help a teammate who's about to play through their turn, right? Mm-hmm. And Polaris is even stronger if another opponent is Polaris. If they're making ice, <laughs> right? You get to the ice bank, and there's all that ice out there. If there's two or more players, like in an FFA with ice, you can just really rake in the income. That is very true. That is uh, too true, too true there. Well, not too bad, not too bad. Yeah, I'd be curious to hear what other people think about this. Um, you know, we should put in a plug for your discord server so if you have oh, some yeah. strong opinions about tribe tier rankings and you want to let us know come find us in discord and tell us why we're wrong and we can get into a fist fight well a virtual fist fight oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we've uh, we've literally got talk to the host channels there uh, and if you do want to check it out the discord link is going to be in the description of this episode with a never expiring link to the server so mosey on over on your own timing right yeah <laughs> Well, let's plugs out of the way, and uh, I think we've done a pretty decent run on the tier list, although unfortunately, folks, we can't drag it out too much longer. Um, thanks for joining us as always. Yeah, this has been great. Thanks for having me, Sam. Always, always a pleasure to have you here, eSpark. Uh, font of knowledge and expertise. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm uh, again, it's been a pleasure getting to pop out and talk to you again polytopians and uh, we'll have some more um up entertaining and interesting content coming out uh, it might be sporadic from time to time but never fear uh we won't be quitting on you until we say we've quit on you unless mm -hmm. i mysteriously die and don't have the chance oh to. no That's don't not gonna say happen. that no 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 <laughs> we'll be here we'll be here we're not going anywhere <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> well until next time polytopians we will see you